Hey there, how is everybody doing this week? I am um, actually slightly starstruck and super excited because Brad Yates is on with us today and he doesn't know it, which is really good, but I've been stalking him for years and years. And Brad, if you don't know him or you haven't heard me talk about him, he does emotional freedom technique. And if you haven't worked with it before, you're going to love it. It's something that I've introduced some of uh, some of the people in my groups to, and they're all always blown away by how effective it is. So thank you for being here today, and let's get with Brad. You're listening to the Fittest Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Kelly Howard. I've been in the fitness and outdoor adventure space for almost two decades. Today, I'm known as the Motivation and Adventure Coach. I help smart, successful women and a few guys navigate the space between mindset, motivation, and movement to move away from self-doubt and to learn to embrace their inner athlete. You already know what you want to do, and I bet you have a pretty good idea what you need to do. Together, we can fine-tune the details and create the steps you need to get moving forward. Think of me as your shortcut to a life of fitness, fun, and freedom. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Brad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Very excited to be here. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yep. I guess the, the word is out. I've been stalking you for a while. <laughs> and my wife asked you to please stop it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> tell, her, tell her I'm pretty benign most of the time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's, it's funny that there are people that you find on the internet that just something about them catches your fancy. And you're just like, whoa, I want to learn what this person has to teach. And I want to keep learning because, because the way you teach it, really. Like it's, it makes things so interesting. So, but first, let's just let's let people know what I've been talking about. Um, <laughs> tell us about EFT, what it is, how it works, all those good things. Yeah, absolutely. So EFT, uh, as you said, short for emotional freedom techniques. Uh, also, a lot of us just call it tapping these days is literally a process of tapping with our fingertips on different places, primarily on the face and torso. And for anyone who hasn't heard of it before, I know that's going to sound a little strange, but there's a very good reason why we do this strange looking process. So originally it was discovered based on acupuncture. So for thousands of years in Chinese medicine, they've said there's a flow of energy through the body along these pathways called meridians. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience our natural state of health and well-being, physically and emotionally. And when this energy gets stuck, we don't feel so good. We don't think as clearly. We don't make the best choices. And that has a lot of unfortunate consequences for ourselves and our lives. So in traditional acupuncture, the doctor would stick needles in these key points around the, uh, the body. And we're just stimulating points with our fingertips by tapping on them. And it restores the, the energetic balance. We also have modern research showing that the tapping is lowering stress dramatically. We have uh, chemical studies, cortisol studies showing that cortisol, one of the stress hormones, is dramatically reduced when we're doing the tapping, which has all kinds of benefits. And also we have fMRI studies now where we can see brain activity. My friend, Dr. Peter Stapleton did was with food cravings. So she'd have somebody 
in the machine and looking at foods that they crave and they could see what parts of the brain were lighting up where the brain activity was then went through a series of tapping stuck them back in the machine showed them the pictures and those parts of the brain weren't lighting up anymore so not only were they saying i'm not feeling the craving anymore you know and so we have tons of anecdotal evidence ever since tapping began of people saying well i feel different but when you can see, okay, here's a machine showing the brain activity, and th- that is confirming what uh, what the experience is. So oh, pretty profound. that's interesting. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that, because I mean, I know that the group that listens to me, my audience, tends to be probably a little pragmatic, but <laughs> open-minded, right? Yes. Open-minded. So, so tell us a little bit more about that. Like it's cravings, but it's also emotions, right? Like changing emotions, changing triggers, changing habits. Absolutely. Because m- most of our behavior is done unconsciously and based on emotion. So, you know, we never, for the pragmatic audience, a pragmatic person doesn't think, you know what, I need to eat something now. I need some nutrition. I think I'll get a box of Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's nothing pragmatic about eating food like that, uh, except to the mind, which was raised with cookies and cake represent parties and fun and happiness and celebrations. And so we have all of this emotional association to that. So when we're not feeling so good, when we're feeling stressed about something or upset about some conversation we've had, part of the mind, without thinking pragmatically at all, just says, you know, it's going to feel better. Go get some cookies. Go, Go eat a pint of ice cream. And, you know, we'll deal with the consequences later, but right now I don't feel good and I want to do this. But that uncomfortable feeling is in the energy system or it's a stress response. And so as we do the tapping and we lower that, we are able to clear the uncomfortable feeling that is driving our behavior such that we can say, what do I really want to do? Mm-hmm. If I really want to feel better, I could go for a hyper pride and those endorphins going and really feel good in a natural, healthy way. Right. And that's such a good question too. It's like at the end, it's like, what do I really want? Yeah. And I just want to feel good. Most of, most of the decisions, if not all of the decisions at some level, uh, you know, we could probably say that pretty much every choice we make is based on what will make me feel better. And, and, and we can look at that and say, well, that's not true because I do all kinds of things. I may have unfortunate habits like I, maybe it's smoking or overeating or, or whatever the unhealthy behavior is. And it's like, well, but so what's going on there? But there's some old programming that says it makes me feel better. Even though any benefit that I got from it may be long gone, and I may only be aware of the negative consequences, but there's still that part of me that unconsciously falls into that habit of saying, this will make me feel better based on something that I experienced maybe long ago. So that's why I always tell people, with, with your unhealthy behavior, uh, with, with all the things you do to, that, that get in the way of what you really want, which is health, wealth, and happiness, then it's, I, I, the way I like to put it is self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. 
<laughs> we're trying to make ourselves feel better in a way that may be totally illogical, but something inside of us says, this will make me feel better. It, this will protect me. It'll, it'll keep me safer from some threat that something that years ago I learned was threatening to my well-being, to my ego, whatever it might be. And so that's why we continue to engage in that behavior. And we're coming off of this, uh, this uncomfortable, stressful feeling. So we're not having, we don't really have the chance to sit there and say, well, okay, I know I'm uncomfortable, but what do I really want? And what would really be the most pragmatic? Right. Thing? What would be the smartest so, decision, not yeah. the, the I want it now decision? Yeah. Usually that's by, by the time we're down to the, uh, the last quarter of the uh, pint of ice cream, it's like, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's when we start to ask. It's like, so to have something as quick and simple as tapping to help to calm down that, that stress response to where we can really stop and go, what do I really want here? So, okay. So the flip side of that, let me ask you this. And I, I'm, don't think I've ever used tapping for this, but what if somebody wants to, let's say that they want to start exercising more. Mm -hmm. Okay. They want to get and who more doesn't? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always other reasons to not do it. Oh yeah. So how do you use tapping in that situation? Yeah. And, and we are brilliant at coming up with reasons. I, you know, that's the thing is, Again, why I always say be compassionate with yourself when you, whether it's an unhealthy habit or it's a resistance to healthy habits, because there may be all sorts of reasons why we're not doing it. We may, we may be afraid of the consequences of being in better shape. Uh, I might be mm -hmm. afraid people will be more attracted to me. And that could lead to all kinds of trouble. You know, if, if, if I convince myself I'm, I'm less attractive, then I feel safer. Or if I'm in better shape, people are going to start ask, expecting things from me, or they're going to ask me to go and do things. And if I'm not, uh, if I'm not feeling quite that healthy, you know, maybe there will be fewer expectations of me. So there's all kinds of possible things going on inside the mind. And it may just be that we tell ourselves, well, I just I don't feel like it, and uh, I'm lazy which I don't believe in. I don't believe in, in laziness. It's, uh, it's a cover-up for fear. There's something that mm -hmm. we're, uh, we're afraid of because we can find all kinds of places where with the right motivation, we will take action. Right. You know, so right. it's, it's a matter of what's going on here. And maybe, well, I, I'm afraid it's going to be boring. Well, then find an exercise that's not boring. <laughs> sure. Or what about, what if somebody feels guilty because they're spending their time on themselves instead of on their family or right and and so that may be one of the one of the many reasons so i would have someone say well and let's do this so everybody close your eyes take a deep breath and think about that exercise that you think you probably should be doing and maybe part of you actually wants to and just feel what goes on inside your body. Say, I am excited to do this. And rate that on a scale of zero to 10. <laughs> and then check in with what you feel in your body. 
what emotions are there, what physical sensations might be there, and notice what thoughts, beliefs, and memories might come up that stop that from being a 10. So there, there might be all kinds of different things that are coming up that cause a stress response such that the resistance to exercise is stronger than the motivation. You know, action, action happens when the motivation outweighs the resistance. So it's looking at where is that resistance? And that resistance comes up as a stress response. So we tap to, to clear the stress response. And we find that, oh, that reason that I've been coming up with doesn't necessarily make sense. The idea of, well, I'd feel guilty if I took time away from my family. We, we start to uncover well, that may be a cover-up for something else because one, I could find ways to exercise with my family or two, when I'm healthier, that serves my family. The better, the better my health, the better the service I can provide to my family. And my family wants me to be around for a long time. So I want to be healthy enough to, to be there. It's like, well, you know, I'm sorry that I'm leaving you all so early, but I just had to give so much to you that I had no time to take care of my health. Self-care is not selfish. It, right. is, a, it is a gift to, to others for us to be, you know, it's, <laughs> I like to talk about the goose that lays the golden eggs. You know, you got to take care of that goose to, so the goose can keep laying those golden eggs. Yeah, man, that's, that is so, so true. So true. So, um, all right. So a little bit more, let me ask you a couple more things about this. So you, this is what you do. You tap, you tap for a living. You've written I tap books on my face it. for a living. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but you're also like, there's a lot of international summits that you do that are all around tapping, aren't there? The tapping world summit is just finishing up this week. Yeah. I've been speaking on that since it started 12, 13 years right. ago. Yeah. Right. Yes. In fact, I've seen you on that before. And so, okay. So is it, is tapping also like hypnosis? How, how do are those things similar and how are they so far apart that I'm crazy? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to tell you how you're crazy? Sure. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor, so I can't diagnose that. But um, no, and actually, I, I started out as hypnotherapist. Well, I started as an actor, which is where I played a doctor on TV. Then I became a hypnotherapist, and then I got into tapping. So they are similar in that they're both ways of changing our mind, giving ourselves the opportunity to go in and tweak some of the beliefs, some of the information or misinformation more often. Because once we learn something, part of us clings to that. You know, in order for us to operate, we need to just sort of take things for granted. When I get up in the morning, I need to know that I'm not going to float up to the ceiling. I need to know where the bathroom is. I need to know, you know, these different things. I don't want to have to figure out every day how to move my feet forward so that I can get across the room. And so we take this on with all kinds of different things, including our beliefs about health, our beliefs about money, our beliefs about relationships, whatever it might be. So we just have these instinctual um, responses to that. So what we want to do is be able to break up that, that pattern 
and be able to make changes. So hypnosis and and tapping both work in different ways to allow uh, to to allow ourselves to downregulate the stress response when we try to make a change. Because that's what happens. We have a mini stress response when we try to make a change. Something says this isn't right, and it has also has a lot to do with our identity. I, I always, uh, I, I often write notes to myself uh, someplace where it says I'm an athlete, because if I think of myself as an athlete, getting up in the morning and working out is just a given. If I think of myself as a couch potato, then every time I exercise, I know that it's against my identity. So. Uh, so we want to shift our perception of who are, who we are because no one is born a couch potato. <laughs> we are, <laughs> we are naturally athletic. Uh-huh. We are, uh, you know, as, as that great philosopher, Bruce Springsteen said, we were born to run <laughs> <laughs> you know, as children. We love to move mm-hmm. and, you know, and then it gets to a point where it's no longer play. Now it's exercise. And like. that has that, uh, Oh, that doesn't sound like fun. That's a have to <laughs> instead of a want to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so when we think about it, there's a stress response, this, this feeling of discomfort of, oh, it's a, it's a have to instead of uh, I, I get to. So the tapping breaks up that, that stress response. And, and likewise, in hypnosis, we're just going into a relaxed place where the body experiences less stress. And so the mind is more open to suggestion. So basically, it's lowering stress, whatever we do, to get to the point where we can actually start making informed decisions and actions. Yeah, it's it's reducing that resistance so that we can go in and see things differently. Right, right. And it's interesting, I I actually had a, a big chat with one of my clients this morning because she wants to be an athlete, but she is so far from seeing herself as an athlete. And so we're just like doing all the things for her to start seeing herself as an athlete. But I did not think about her using tapping for this, but it would be perfect. Yeah. To take all the, all those reasons why, you know, ask her on a scale of zero to 10, how strongly can you see yourself as an athlete? And what would it take for that to be a 10? And what are the reasons why it's not a 10? You know, Oh, well, I haven't really this and that. It's like, well, that doesn't, you know, and as, as, as you tap and the stress comes down and we start to see, well, it, it's possible. Those reasons that I'm coming up with are, aren't true. You know, there's probably a time where she was athletic if, if, and if nothing else as a child, because all children, all, right. you know, all, unless there's some physical restraint and, and even with that, to some extent, whatever extent possible, kids are naturally you know, moving and, and athletic. Yeah. Kids are mobile. All right. I have a couple more questions for you. One of them is that, um, when you start with the tapping and I'm, and if you don't mind, I would love for you to demonstrate. Uh, and for everybody I listening, if you haven't, if you aren't watching this on YouTube, you'd need to go over to our YouTube channel and, and take a gander at this. But for the rest of you who are just listening, Brad can can walk us through this. But there's a question that always comes up is, why do you talk about quote unquote negative things at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. Great question, Kelly. And, and that does throw a lot of people because when we're doing the, the tapping, and, and I sometimes start around with a positive and I'll start and I'll tap through affirmations 
you know, and when we're tapping, we don't even, we can get a lot of benefit from the tapping without saying anything. We, it, it's more effective when we target in on, on something. So it is primarily a cleaning process. We're cleaning stress. Mm. So when you are cleaning uh, something, you want to, you, you got to focus on what's there. You got to so, find the dirt first. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if you're, if your dog leaves you a not so pretty gift on your carpet, you're not going to say, I'm just going to look at where my carpet is clean. I'm just, I, I'm not going to, I refuse to acknowledge the quote unquote negative. You, you got to look at the poop in your life so you can clean it up. <laughs> Otherwise, one, you're kidding yourself because part of your brain is very much focused on the poop. <laughs> so you're not really avoiding it. And two, you're in danger of stepping in and spreading it around. So it's not, so definitely I, I totally adhere to the idea of positive thinking. Focus on the positive as much as possible but what you resist persists. So you don't want to just sit there on the couch looking at the poop and going, oh, there's poop on my carpet. But you do want to say, hey, there's poop. Clean it up, and now it's gone. And now I can enjoy my living room again. So with all of the these things that come up, these quote-unquote negative feelings, and and I say that because I don't believe in negative feelings. Every, every emotion has a purpose. Uh, just some are more uncomfortable and can get in our way more than, more than others. So we have to address what's there to, to be able to get it out of the way and, 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 and process it. And it's not that, you know, like they're bad things we have to get rid of, like, like poop. Um, it, but it's, it's a matter of processing it. We, we have emotions for a reason. We want to get the value from them. You know, like anger is like a smoke detector. And the smoke detector is uncomfortable, but it lets you know there's something to deal with. Mm. So we don't want to just, when the smoke detector is going off, we don't want to just shut it off <laughs> and right? not check to see if there's a, a fire in the kitchen or something like that. So we want to acknowledge it, find out what's going on there. And either there's a fire that needs to be put out, or I just need to change the batteries, or, you know, there's some misunderstanding. But we want to, but we want to be grateful for that message that, hey, there's something to pay attention to. It's really good. Yeah, that's a really good point. You're right. Um, okay. So before we do a tapping, what else should people know? <laughs> just like, you know, I mean, I realize, I realize you've done <laughs> your entire life. So sorry. <laughs> Can you just slip it into five yes, minutes? Yes. Uh, you should know that a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's. You should know that the, uh, you know, going to random facts, you know, these are things people should know. Uh, um, I think that's, you know, I think that's a, a, enough of a primer for, uh, for right now. There's, I mean, certainly a million things we could go into in terms of, how it can be beneficial and why we stop ourselves. But I think right now a, a hands-on literally demonstration would probably be beneficial. Okay. All right. So uh, what do you want to tap on? Ooh. <laughs> what do you think your audience would? Uh, well, okay. You said something kind of interesting because we have sugar freedom week coming up right now when you go live. I was and just going to say, should we go yeah. that thing about the sugar? <laughs> didn't you, didn't you say that like right now you're not doing sugar and chocolate was the first thing that you tapped on? 
when I, when I took my first workshop uh, with Gary Craig, the founder of EFT, one of the things that he did was he, he passed around Hershey's Kisses and asked people on a scale of zero to 10, how much do you want that chocolate? And I was a bit of a chocoholic at the time and I was like eight or nine. And we just tapped for, uh, for a couple of minutes and I could not eat the chocolate. I had as much interest <laughs> in it as the foil wrapper. I, and I did not eat chocolate for two years after that. Wow. Now, don't worry. I, I got better. I recovered. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but I can also very easily, like, like right now, I'm on a, a sugar fast. And it's not a willpower thing. I tap away the cravings such that I can look at chocolate and it, it just doesn't look like food. There's nothing in me that says, oh, yes, I should eat this right now. You know, we have, we have right now in the, in the freezer, we have some uh, half empty containers of Ben and Jerry's, you know, and that's one of, when I'm, when I am eating sugar, <laughs> certainly one of my uh, uh, um, guilty pleasures. But right now it's like, I just don't go there because there's nothing in me. So there's no willpower. It's not a matter of, oh, must not open freezer. Right. It's just not what I'm looking for when I go to have something to eat. Well, I, so, and I like that you said that. I mean, you basically have tapped away the craving. Yeah. Yeah. Tapped away the interest. Yeah. So um, I'm going to let you do this. I will follow along with my hand. I'm not going to speak so that it doesn't throw off the recording. But go ahead. Let's, let's tap away a little sugar issue here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... I'm going to show you, take us first the, the the basics of emotional freedom techniques. So what you're going to do is take the index and middle finger, and using your fingertips, you're going to tap gently on the side of your opposite hand. So right there between your wrist and your pinky on the edge of your hand, and just gently tap in there. And that's where we do the setup phrase. So we would say, okay, let's say I have a, a craving for ice cream right now. And it can be whatever it is for you, for you. If it may be cookies or it may be potato chips, it may not even be sugar. So allow, actually close your eyes and think about what is your problematic <laughs> indulgence that you would like to um, let go of at the moment. And it's got to be something you want to let go of. When, when we're doing that exercise with the Hershey's Kisses, someone in the audience said, you ruined French fries for me. Do not ruin chocolate for me. Because <laughs> she had already tapped on French fries and couldn't eat French fries anymore. And she didn't want to lose out on uh, chocolate. She wasn't ready to let that go. So it's got to be something that you, part of you would like to, to let go of, at least for, uh, you know, the meantime. So with your eyes closed, imagine that food and, and notice on a scale of zero to 10, how much you would like to have that right at this moment. And uh, rate that on a scale of 0 to 10. Notice whatever sim uh, physical symptoms you might feel. And now, so we would tap on the side of the hand and say, even though I really want this right now, I choose to love and accept myself. We'd repeat that three times. Then we would tap on the eyebrow point. So right at the beginning of your eyebrow, just above the nose, just about in the middle of your face and gently tap in there. And gently we tap five to 10 times, but depending on the phrase that we're saying, it might be longer. So don't, don't be counting it out and going, oh, I went, over, I went 11 times, not gonna work now. <laughs> so we, we would tap the eyebrow point and say, this craving, 
follow the eyebrow out to the corner of your eye, tap the side of your eye and say, uh, this craving. Then following the edge of your eye socket to right under your eye, this craving. Right under your nose, just above your upper lip, this craving. Then right below your lower lip, just above your chin, this craving. Then your collarbone. So if you feel where your collarbones just about meet, there's a little bit of a U-shape at the base of your throat. And you can use all of your fingertips or even make a fist and tap right where the collarbones just about meet and say, this craving. Next point is about four inches below your armpit. It's right about bra strap level. And I'm sure even the guys can figure out where that is. This craving. And finally, the top of your head. So with all of your fingertips, tap it around the crown of your head and say, this craving. Take a deep breath. So that's what we call EFT in a nutshell, the very basic version. So now you know the points. Now you could use tapping on whatever was coming up that was bothering you. You rate how strong it is. What, what is it? This craving, this anger, this fear, and then tap through those points. And then you would, uh, so after tapping, you'd take a deep breath and then you'd rate it again and say, okay, if it was in an eight, maybe it came down to a zero like that. That happens sometimes. That's how it happened for me with chocolate. Sometimes it'll go from an eight to a 7.75. <laughs> and as you go through, you may have uh, some more awareness. It's, it's often like peeling the layers of an onion. And as we're tapping through, it's like, oh, the reason I want ice cream right now is because I'm upset about this project that I'm working on. And I just had this flashback to when I was five years old and my mom said, Oh, are you upset here? Have some ice cream. It'll make you feel better. Uh, you know, for Harry Potter fans, you know, at that time when there was a dementor and professor Lupin said, here, have some chocolate. It'll make you feel better. <laughs> um, so we get more awareness and then we can tap on those specific events. Oh, even though mom told me I should have some ice cream when I wasn't feeling good. And we can then clear out some of these old uh, patterns. So that's, that's how the process works. Now we're going to have some fun with it. <laughs> we're going to tap the way I like to tap. So again, with your eyes closed, go ahead and think about whatever whatever craving you have, I'm going to say sugar and, uh, and you can say sugar, you can say potato chips, you can say bread if you want to be specific. So if it's, you know, toll house, chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> you know, Snickers bars, whatever your, uh, whatever your drug of choice is here, feel free to, to think of that right now, rate it on a scale of zero to 10 as to how much you crave that. Take a deep breath, open your eyes. And tap it on the other side of your hand. Even though I'm craving this sugar, I choose to love and accept myself. Even though I really want this, I choose to love and honor myself. Even though I'd really like to have some sugar right now, something inside me is saying, some sugar would really hit the spot. 
and it would be like Calgon and take me away from all my problems. Sugar, take me away. And even though I really want some sugar right now, I choose to deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself. And maybe anyone else who has contributed to these cravings. Tapping on the eyebrow point. All this craving for sugar. And again, you can also say whatever it is that you might be craving. Tapping your side of your eye. All of this craving. Under the eye. Part of me really wants this right now. Under the nose. It would taste so good. Under the mouth. It would be so yummy right now. Collarbone. Oh, sure, there would be consequences later. Under the arm. But right now, it would be worth it. Top of the head. Part of me is saying... Eyebrow point. The pleasure I get from eating it right now. Side of the eye would totally be worth all the consequences. Under the eye. Part of me knows better. Part of me is saying, are you kidding? Under the mouth. We're going to be beating ourselves up later. collarbone. I choose to knock that off too. Out of the arm. I'm clearing any need to beat myself up for what I eat. Top of the head. Because I'm eating it just to take care of myself. Eyebrow point. Maybe not in a logical way. Side of the eye. But in the moment, it makes me feel better. Out of the eye. And I choose to love and appreciate that part of me. Under the nose. That wants me to feel better. Under the mouth. And I'm allowing myself to find healthier ways to do that. Collarbone. So that I can feel better long term. Under the arm. I want to feel a whole lot better. Top of the head. In every fiber of my being. Eyebrow point. Not just in my taste buds. Side of the eye. I choose to take care of more of me. Under the eye. And part of this craving for sugar... under the nose is because part of me says under the mouth it'll make some uncomfortable feeling go away collarbone I'm letting that uncomfortable feeling go away right now anyway 
under the arm. I'm letting the tapping take that away. Top of the head. I'm allowing myself to get clear. Eyebrow point. About anything that I need to know right now. Side of the eye. Is there some problem going on? Under the eye that needs a solution. And part of me knows that sugar is not really the solution. <laughs> I'll feel better for a moment. But the problem's still going to be there. <laughs> I'm allowing myself to find real solutions. Top of the head. And I'm allowing myself to feel better right now. Eyebrow point. In a certain way, side of the eye, as I give myself this self-care of tapping, under the eye, I'm giving myself some sugar. Under the nose, without the actual processed sugar. Under the mouth, I'm treating myself with much more love. Collarbone, which gives me the freedom to live a whole lot better. Out of the arm. And I'm loving myself in the process. Top of the head. Embody mind and spirit. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes. Go inside and think about whatever particular food you were thinking of and on a scale of zero to 10 notice how much you might want it right now and again that may have come down dramatically it may be like it was for me and you may go two years without eating or you may never eat it again there are people it's like wow i have no desire why would i ever eat that again uh, and it may just be well i might be able to resist it right now uh, I still would like to have it, but uh, yeah, I could probably do without it right now and allow yourself to be aware of what's going on in there. And you may have some specific memories that came up and you can go through and tap on those particular events and continue to clear out the stress that motivates that kind of eating. And that gives you much greater freedom. So, you know, emotional freedom techniques is uh, the emotional freedom to make better food choices and make better choices about everything including your exercise and how you deal with other people and uh yeah pretty much everything wow well thank you that was quite the treat and quite the gift yeah my pleasure so okay i know that they can find you at your website which is tap with brad and of course it's going to be in the show notes and we'll put you in the newsletter and everything else we do but tell us a little bit more about how people can find you and what they should know. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, tapwithbrad.com uh, is my website and that has links to all the other places that you can find me on. And it is tapwithbrad on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. And I think my daughter put me on TikTok even, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think we have any content there yet. So. <laughs> 
people keep coming up with new platforms. Like, <laughs> I'm out there enough. I've got over a thousand videos on YouTube. So, you know, whatever is bothering you, there's a tap for that. Uh, that's, that's true. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And, and for everybody listening, um, if you happen to, to hear this when we go live, it is Sugar Freedom Week. You can go to um, just simply fittestfreedom.com slash sugar reset, and that will get you into the group. Uh, and I can promise you we're going to be tapping along with Brad during that week, without a doubt. So, yeah. Yes. Anything else you'd like to let people know about before we sign off? No, I, I love that fit is freedom because that's, you know, obviously doing emotional freedom techniques. Freedom is such a key word for me. And, and it really is as we, you know, look at life and all the things we want to experience that, that freedom of having our body be healthy. It's as I was working out this morning, you know, I, I imagine things like when I travel. So like when my wife and I were in Rome and we, you know, one day walked 13 miles all around the city and to have the the health and well-being to be able to do that uh to be able to you know we in alaska we hiked on a uh on a glacier and so having the the fitness to be able to experience the world is that that kind of freedom really is wonderful so I think it's it's just it's great what you're doing and it's and I appreciate the opportunity to share this technique uh, this emotional freedom techniques so that people can have experienced more of the freedom that comes with fitness. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Brad. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening today. I truly appreciate you being here. If you're ready to make a change in your fitness to transform or even to deep dive into what you need to be doing to get ready for your next dream adventure, I'd love to talk. I have space on my calendar for a few one-on-one clients, and I have a very special offer only for my podcast listeners. Go to fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready for details. If you're ready to take action on your dreams, I would truly love to work with you. Once again, that URL is fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready. I can't wait to connect, and I'll see you on the next episode. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And bye for now. See you.